the 90s, but other stuff, putting on your bucket hats, we're rolling rough, tonight is gonna be a blast, cause it's a podcast. His name is Gary, I have a dream about him, he's so very good at podcasting, oh how he rocks. In Keds and Tube Socks. But he doesn't know who I am. Even though I co-hosted several podcasts with him. I'm just a teenage dirtbag, baby! Hey, Gary! <laughs> hey! Hey, I like how the, the Garrity section, which we do every time on yeah. every episode of Teenage Dirtbags, uh, tends to be <laughs> about 90% the actual lyrics of the song. Yeah. And then just replacing my name. Yeah, and a few facts here and there. That's just the thing. Yeah. That's how all the good parodists do it. Okay. Yeah, it's like, it's like Weird Al if he did, uh, instead of like living La Vida Mocha being about coffee, it would just be about a girl who's living life that's crazy. Yeah. But then the chorus was about coffee. Yeah. <laughs> like, it would be exactly that. It would be exactly that. And occasionally they would reference... Uh, some coffee paraphernalia, you know, like a, a latte or a whip or a, a steamed milk would sure. be thrown in there, wherever it was easy. Uh, okay, so yeah. I am Brayton Cameron. You are Gary Butterfield. This is Teenage Dirtbag, the show where we review music videos from the 90s and 2000s, but also other times. That, that take you know place what? during decades. Yeah, we do some other stuff, too. Yeah, most of the things we're going to do take place in the middle of a decade, not on either end, but about 10% actually straddle two different decades. That's the one guarantee we can make. Mm. The uh, Yeah, and this time, uh, it's our you know our Breakfast of Champions episode, we're talking about Wheatus. Breakfast of Champions episode, Wheatus, a band formed by Brandon B. Brown. Brandon B. Brown. <laughs> was that his name or was it something uh, very similar? Is, uh, oh, it was. Good, it's uh, Brendan. Brendan B. Brown. Yeah. For Brendan some reason, I was trying to trying to do an episode of What's You Googling, and uh, it uh, auto-completed as uh, We Ducks with an <laughs> X, ducks. which is n- yeah, which is not. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Brendan B. Brown, Matthew Milligan, mm-hmm. Carly Bruce. <laughs> Carly Bruce. Uh, yep. Gabrielle Amy Sturbens, mm-hmm. Mark Palmer, and William Will Tully. Yeah. If your name is, is William and you go by Will, do you need to put Will in quotation marks in the middle? Some people do like that. that. It's, it's it's kind of like people uh, that, well, actually, this leads us into our um, our next segment called uh, Nicknames for Gary. You already have a name, but I didn't like it, so I gave you my own. This is Gary Butterfield. And welcome to, and, uh, and w- welcome to Nicknames for Gary. One of my favorite things to do, Gary, as you know, because I've been your friend for a while, is to give you ridiculous nicknames. It's true. Uh, and let's keep it let's keep it uh, easy this week. Um, you pointed out maybe a year ago at this point that like the nickname version of Gary is Gaz. Yeah. And up until when you pointed that out, one I had never heard that, and uh, and two I started calling you Gaz because I like it. Um, and the only other person I've heard say it uh, is 
in an episode of Constantine, the new uh, show based on the Hellblazer <laughs> comic, where he sure. has a friend named Gary that he calls Gaz. But he calls him Gaz maybe like 38 times in a half hour. You know, like, <laughs> it's a lot. Um, so I heard it a lot. And then, of course, I, I wonder, like, the only other Gaz I know, uh, other than uh, Hellblazer Gaz, uh, and you, is Gaz from um, uh, Space Invader Zim. Sure. Who is a little girl. So yeah. maybe Probably not sure for Gary. Gary. You know, there is a Gary with an I. I've seen that before online as well. Yeah. Like, there's some lady named Gary, but with an I. That's pretty crazy, but I've seen could, it on the internet. Could it be short for Garolin? Garolin? Or, or <laughs> Gary Ann? Or, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, Gary and my wayward son. <laughs> like, the, uh, I don't have that many nicknames for you. The only one I've ever had was in my old phone when I put in your name. I put in a second B instead of an A, which made your name uh, Bribbiton <laughs> instead of Brayton. So... Occasionally, I'll call you Bribs. Yeah, um, occasionally. And then I also like c- celebrating. Celebrating, uh, yeah. Yep, celebrating. I like times. that the mm-hmm. only nicknames that I have are actually longer than my real name. Yeah, yeah. Well, but, you know, you got, you, got, you got a cumbersome name. I do. So it's I do. seven letters, man. That's a lot. It's, uh, it's too heavy, too light, too black, and too white. Cumbersome. <laughs> <laughs> it has become cumbersome. <laughs> All right, let's... List. Let's um, bring it back. Let's bring it back. <laughs> so it's so 1995. Let's talk about the formation of Wheatus. Okay, okay. Let's talk about it. Let's do it, Gary. Um, so Wheatus is formed by Brennan B. Brown, as we said, and they're from the Lower East Side of New York City. And they sure, uh, they Brown, sure. they, they, and they're really proud of it. And like Brown just started writing a few songs, got some friends to kind of help him around, do the songs. And uh, their nickname, Wheatus, uh, was given to the Brown brothers by their father when they were children. Both of them. Yes, like those kids are those you little weedus. Um, exactly. But the original one was W E D U S. Yeah. So, but then they be they made it weedus to reference the uh, grain. Oh sure, of course. Now, uh, we did a little look on the Wikipedia, and this is my favorite line from the Wikipedia entry that is going to be given to you, the audience, with no context whatsoever. Okay. They made regular appearances at a local venue called the Luna Lounge until 1999 when they hired New York attorney Ray Maelo. It suggests so much mystery. Did the Luna Lounge hire the attorney? Yeah, did they? <laughs> he hired the attorney? Did the Luna Lounge hire the attorney? Was he like a better act? So they got fired? <laughs> Dirtbags out of here! <laughs> exactly! You guys are in contempt of high school. <laughs> Contempt of High School would have, order. A, it would have been an amazing second album for Weedus. <laughs> like with him, him as a judge yeah. with that fucking hat. The um, the uh, so Teenage Dirtbag. That's mm. their that's their biggest hit. Even though it came out like five years afterwards. Yeah. And you guys know it. It's a it's a classic. Um, it is. It's, a, it's a it's a classic twist on a new favorite. And uh, it is uh, it is kind of intolerable, the video. Um, like, it is everybody... Like, I like the video. I yeah. Every member of this band, like, it is very hard not to hate them. Yeah, um, the video makes it very tough. Um, but there's... I've watched this video so many times, Gary. Uh, <laughs> and it's not just because there's a weird spot in my my life that I, I secretly really like the song. Cause I kind of, kind of, it's grown on me. Um, 
but I, there's something about this video that is like just it's almost offensive, but it's not. But it's it's just like okay. Uh, maybe if I just talk about the video, it'll make more sense. Does that make? Mm-hmm. Will that work? Yeah, yeah. And again, okay. as always, you can find the video in the show notes, which yeah. you should watch. Yes. Now, keep in mind there are more than one versions of this video. Apparently, there's at least two, maybe three. Um, in in the there's a British version that has the logo of the movie Loser, which is what uh, kind of there's kind of a mix in here where it's like the uh, uh, Jason Biggs and Mina Servari from the movie Loser uh, are cast as characters of this teenage dirtbag play, and uh, <laughs> and what you find out is that Jason Biggs is uh, he's sleeping on some stairs, probably exhausted from a night yeah, of studying. And, yeah, he's a nerd. He is a nerd. He's a, he's um, a fucking nerd. And we enter his dream world. Ooh. And even in his, his dream. His, yeah, yeah, his dream world involves a guy bringing a gun to school and threatening him. Yeah, and that's a, that's like, a very important part, but we'll get, we'll get to it in a, in a bit. Yeah, but, sorry. Um, yeah. No, no, you're fine. Uh, so he's still a loser in the first uh, 90%, but it's you get in there and it goes right to Bre- Brendan B. B- Sorry, I almost said Biggs. <laughs> Brendan B. Brown's face. And you can immediately tell that he doesn't belong in high school, unless he's like the no. vice principal. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's just a t- vice principal dirtbag. He is a vice, vice principal bag. dirtbag wearing uh, my favorite thing from the late 90s, early 2000s, the bucket hat. This blue bucket yeah. hat to cover up what is obviously uh, male pattern baldness. Yeah. Uh, and they're playing in the gymnasium, but there's like a lot of close-ups on uh, Brendan's uh, uh, yellow-tinted sunglasses. His his really grossly emotive mouth, and his voice that is too high for his face. Mm. Like the whole the whole way he's singing the whole time, I felt like his voice didn't belong to him. Yeah. In, the, in this way, and then we got to talk a little bit about the other guys in the band, though, because like this oh, is a real this is this is a real like menagerie of assholes. Because you got you got Brendan, right? Mm-hmm. That's fine. And then the drummer, man. Like every time they show the drummer in the background, like first there's a shaker during the ver- the court verses. Oh, you're talking about his, auxiliary percussion guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Banana Shakes McGee, who who Who's like also it just the has, DJ, who's so happy to be shaking that fucking he banana. Is- the happiest through the whole thing. He's jamming out like crazy. He is smiling so hard, like he is just like we made it. We made yeah, we, it, like, the whole we time. We made it. I met Jason Biggs. Like, bury me now. Shoot me on, smile on. the same scenes as Jason Biggs. I'm fairly certain That's that true. those were filmed separately. <laughs> they, they did meet Jason Biggs, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, stay away from Mr. Biggs. Um, Mr. Biggs. Um, and then there's also the blonde guy who plays bass, who, yeah. looks like, uh, who looks like the guy who would beat up the teenage dirtbags. Yeah. Like, yeah. there's this weird alpha male-looking guy who's mm-hmm. hanging out with all these teenage dirtbags. What's he doing? Yeah. He was definitely like in Sugar Ray, but got a, uh, like kicked out for being <laughs> <Yeah>. too aggressive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like we can't handle him. He it was like he he kept doing the the vocal fills initially, yeah. and he used to be like, I just want to fly. What you want? What you what you want? And then they were like, No, 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 buddy. It's got to be more like what you want. What what you want? We've got this guy named Supercat to do it now. <laughs> yeah, I know. You're, you're you're out of here, Carly Bruce. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, okay, so um, they're all kind of, I mean, they're supposed to look like dirtbags, but that one, the guy, the auxiliary percussionist, who's not even the yeah. drummer, is just yeah. so, he's just so excited, he's so cheerful, he's like a he's ray made, of yeah. fucking sunshine in the back there. He's a, he's a bad dirtbag. Here's the thing, though, right? Like, I watched a couple other uh, Weedus videos. Yeah. They dress like this in all their videos. Like, this is just what Weedus looks like all well, the yeah, time. Like, they're not dressing probably. up as teenage dirtbags, like... This is those dudes. Like, they are teenage dirtbags 24-7. Yeah, you're absolutely living. right. They're li- living large. Well, I mean, you know, we can't, we can't, it's the year 2000. That's uh, the bucket hat was strong. Yeah. Um, the double bucket hat still yeah. on the horizon. <laughs> yeah. The uh, singing songs about being a teenager has been, I, let's face it, a staple of uh, pop music for 70 years now, like... Yeah, Dead Man's uh, Curve. Yeah, sure, Popular. Popular. Uh, mm-hmm. Teenage Dirtbag, all the hits. Teenage Dirtbag. Uh, other songs from the 80s about being a teenager. Uh, you know. Teen Dreams. Uh, Come Back Johnny. Yeah, <laughs> Come Back. Johnny Goes Marching. Um, <laughs> yeah. 19, that song 19. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. 19, uh, Fortunate Son. That guy uh, was a teenager at some point. Every Smith song. Yeah. Yeah. And that's about teenagers who don't eat meat. Yeah. Um, and some of them are buck tooth girls from Luxembourg. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, uh, yeah. But so, so, yeah. so the video, let's, let's get back to Jason Biggs's journey. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Jason Biggs is entering his high school, which is a little weird for me because loser is supposed to be set in college, but then they set this is obviously in a high school. It's a prequel. It's like oh, it's, it's like loser origins, <laughs> loser zero. Okay, okay. Uh, so so he gets in there and uh, and he's got a big crush on Mina Savari, uh, which I mean you know it's the year two thousand. I was a twenty year old gentleman at the time. Uh, I didn't, so I don't understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think that she looks like an alien. Uh, I don't. I don't feel that way. Uh, I'm sure she's very nice. I just you know like I prefer. <laughs> I prefer to have crushes on whole people, not just what they look like. Well, me too, buddy. Like, like <laughs> you just you framed me saying she looks like an alien in a way that makes, like a real douchebag. Well, that was the whole point. <laughs> well, yeah, I, know. Well, I wouldn't say a douchebag, yeah. more like a dirtbag. Yeah, like, like I'm not a teenage douchebag, baby. I did. No, I, I would have. When I was when I was a like a teen in early twenties, it was all just like like duh, she party. So. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 and I can, I can fall prey to Darcy partiness uh, yeah. from time to time, but uh, I, I think that, and she might be very lovely uh, on the inside mm. and very lovely on the outside. This, we're not here to to assassinate Mina Savarvo. It's just, <laughs> I, 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 I don't think she quite looks like. I mean, she. It turns out the big twist. I don't mean to spoiler, but like, she turns out she's a teenager back as well, and yeah. uh, I think that she kind of looks a little bit like like I knew. Yeah, like I, my my dirtbag jar was going off. Kind of, you kind of see it coming, and you know, like not to, you know, let's let's. You've already the cat's out of the bag, so let's go to the next segment. Yep. Cat's out of the bag. The dirt bag, yeah. Podcast. This is a song on a podcast. I'm singing to you now. It's about cats in a bag. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when the cat's out of the dirt bag. 
Uh, cats out of the dirt yeah. bag. Uh, either Roars says something, or you say yeah. something about Roars. Roars. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so uh, cast out of the dirt bag. Now, okay, let's go back. Uh, yeah. So Mina Savari isn't dressing like a you know a super popular uh, girl in high school during this time period. Um, yes. And this is evidenced by you find out later she is also a teenage dirt bag, but but she's also dating the most popular guy in school who uh, coincidentally looks like. Uh, WCWC legacy champion uh, like uh, <laughs> Dan Duggan. I'm sorry, he's not the legacy yeah. champion. He's like the Northwest heavyweight champion. Yeah. He, he <laughs> looks uh, yeah, he looks like a wrestleman. Yeah, he like a straight like professional wrestleman. He's like a almost orange skinned. Uh, he has like frosted tips. I feel like. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a big Letterman jacket, and he brings a gun to school. He's a gun in a th- in the weirdest throwaway detail in this song. Yeah. Like he's like he's like his her boyfriend's a dick. He brought a gun to school. He makes me sick. It's like yeah. you just need a rhyme for something. Like it doesn't yeah. the gun doesn't come into play. It's like the opposite of Chekhov's dirtbag. Like you know, if you show a dirtbag in scene one, the dirtbag yeah. has to fire in scene three. Like yeah. that's how it goes. And <laughs> this time it just does not the dirt gun does not go bang bang. Well you don't know one that bit. For sure. Do you think there's like a sequel where like he comes back and shoots up the prom or something? No, no. I, well, I think what happens is he's the one who shoots down the uh, the, the oh. disco light that knocks Jason Biggs out of his dream. Did somebody shoot down the disco light? I just thought it fell like as a non sequitur. Well, Did they show him like pull out a gun or what, anything? That's what they want you to think, but there's a secret conspiracy behind all of it. <laughs> yeah, back into the left. There, 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 there's this. Like a second knoll. Like, the, yeah, this is a the second other, dirt bag. The other, the other dirt bag video, the other teenage dirt bag video is just spliced with the Zapruder film. Yeah, it's just this video, but from that guy's perspective, yeah. it's all about him like getting a job as a janitor like overnight to like pretend to so he can be at the prom and not draw suspicion to himself and like yeah. fashioning a silencer in shop. Like, why doesn't he just go? He's a teenager. Like he could just go to the prom. Well, I know, but he doesn't want anyone to know that it's him. Oh, okay. I've got this he gun. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Nito. Yeah. It's uh, not that fun to have your girlfriend with another guy who sucks ass. <laughs> I don't like his class. <laughs> um, yeah. No one should know who I am. am. That shoot his gun in the air and hit a disco ball. Yeah, there's a real fucking like Annie Oakley like old west move too. Like he's not like him bringing a gun to school. I thought things were gonna get really dark. Really, he just wants to do some shit. Like he just wants to do like a Three Stooges esque like. Well, that's it. Like it's uh, it's uh, it's a carry for the 2000s, but not the 2010s when there was another carry. Exactly. As long as we get one carry per decade, we're okay. <laughs> yeah. And sure there, was a, there was a carry in the 2000s, actually, but not like called carry. It was probably just something else, well, the, like Mean and, Girls or something. And as, as we know, the carry for uh, the, the 90s was mm. Dead at 21. Yes. Dead at 24 uh, to 21, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's time for another Dead at 21 recap. Do it. Uh, let me tell you a little something about episode two of Dead at 21. Please do. Um, 
entitled Brain Salad. Original air date, uh, June 22nd, 1994. Mm-hmm. Um, 7 out of 10 on TV.com. And uh, in this episode, uh, Ed checks into a hospital for brain surgery and learns mm-hmm. some disheartening news about Victor Heisenberg. And uh, that's if you want to know more, you'll have to go on eBay and find a VHS tape. And uh, here's a quote from a guy named Danny. Danny says, think you're just a regular kid? Sorry, bud. You're a lab rat. That's tough. And, and that's a Dead at 21 recap, and you're going to find out next episode what happens in episode three. Don't, don't even tell them the name. Don't tell them the name. I won't. No, you're going to have to tune in next episode and uh, find out what happens at Dead at 21. Okay. Yeah, if you if anyone out there who has never seen Dead at 21, or if you, Brayton, had never seen Dead at 21, yeah. Dead at 21 uh, has the worst music cues of any TV show I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. Where the music the music cues are just, it's a shitty kind of x files knockoff story, while popular alternative hits just play cons- constantly in the background, apropos of nothing. Like, it is really? just like... Yeah, it is continue. There's not a moment that doesn't have a song playing from front to back in the background. It feels like when you watch the show, and it's very like uh, specific. Like there's a lot of like you know, guy shows up at the bar, um, yeah. you know, Jumsy Bumbles or whatever the guy's name is, and he's like, sure. you know, he's like, seen Ed, and then the background's like, John John, John John. No, I haven't. John John. Cause I'm a creep. Great. Now I gotta go find Ed. I'm a loser. <laughs> I'm in my car looking for Ed. What the hell am I doing here? <laughs> Driving down the highway looking for Ed. <laughs> I don't belong here. Pulls into a hotel. Goes like, creep. Wakes up thinking about Ed. Like that's what the show is like. Like that is the way the music works. The Dead in Twenty One. Wow. Hey, that is right. Dead summary. Dead Twenty One summary. You know what? Let's do another segment, Mike. Let's not go back to the main thing. Let's do a little segment. This day in garbage history. Oh, garbage day! I would die for you. Garbage history. Garbage day, where we talk about what happened in this time around this time in garbage history. So here we are on August fourth, two thousand. Garbage was contacted to perform the theme from the James Bond film The World Is Not Enough, and worked with composer David Arnold in London and Vancouver. Everyone knows The World Is Not Enough. Fantastic stuff. That yeah, every, like let's, let's sing it together. The world, world is, is not, not enough. Oh, you're singing a different one. The world is not enough. Our band is garbage. The world is not enough. James Bond is real cool. The world is not enough. I hope he gets the girls. When the world is not enough. Butch Vig on the bass. He's rocking your face with the low tones from space. This has been garbage. I do really love that part when Shirley Manson goes, Bleew! it's so good. <laughs> well, the thing you have to know about garbage is that every song they introduce the band. <laughs> but it's, it's so charming. It's it's like a thing yeah. Art Brute does, but not quite. Yeah. No, really Duke great. Erickson is keeping the beat on the drums. He sounds really great. Steve Markier, does he play guitar? I don't know, but it'll take him far. I'm Shirley Manson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Gary. 
Yeah, so this has been This Day in Garbage History. Garbage Day! Garbage Day! All right, let's go back to this Wheatus video. Yeah. All right, Wheatus. Okay. So, the gun to school line uh, and the he's her boyfriend's a dick line. Uh, very important parts. Uh, one, boyfriend or dick was originally changed to boyfriend's a prick because mm-hmm. uh, dick was too rough. But they kept the gun line in for years. And then, after everything... Uh, they switched the gun line out <laughs> after, after events <laughs> to literally the last tw- 14 years of terrible yeah. stuff. Um, they switched the gun out and put Dick back in. Yes, because they are, are changing cultural mores. Yeah, and eventually they'll just they'll just take both of them out, and it's just going to be like you know, her boyfriend's is Garbnock. You know, it's no, gonna be super futuristic. Boyfriends, uh, go ahead, start again, and I will. I'll provide the scratching sounds. You'll be the oh, okay. Her <laughs> uh, boyfriend's a Zebulon. He brought his ray blaster to school. Yep. <laughs> Shaking a banana, feeling real good. Yeah. Finally, gonna get a chorus. Uh, you you see, the when he's doing the scratching at the beginning, it's not scratching. He's just. Pressing buttons, he's just like yeah. it's like a, he's like an ape with a keyboard. Yeah, he's, he's got he's got a sampler. Yeah, that guy's a piece of shit. I wish I knew which one of these guys he was. Well, I can tell you, Will. it's a. Uh, no, let me look up his name. Hold on, it's a. Uh, let's do another another quick quick what's session of what you googling. What you googling? AKA the quiet search, 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 search. Uh, it, it, his last name is Jimenez. Uh, oh. the, he was fired, but uh, he was one okay. Of the yeah, because he's not on the current uh, current Wikipedia. Yeah, they get fired because he didn't contribute anything to the band. No, I don't think he actually like... got fired. It was Philip Jimenez, and uh, they say in here like it's weird because it says like he leaves the band in 2003, which is right when they hit their rocky point. We can talk about that mm. in a second. But then it also says that he was still in the band. Uh, like in 2008 when his sister got in a car accident and then like a bunch of people left the tour and his sister was also kind of in the band, maybe a backup singer. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. The, the list of there, there's so many former members of this band. Like if you took all the former members of this band, you'd have like a, a regular polyphonic spree of, <laughs> of, of band, band members. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Let's, let's talk a little weed as history. Since okay. We can. We'll do a so little context clues. Context oh, clues. Context clues. This is what happened and stuff. Okay. Uh, (laughs) So, okay. um, The band makes it big in 2000 with their hit Teenage Dirtbag, which becomes like a number one hit in Australia and Austria and a number seven hit in... um, uh, the United States and like it's like two in the UK or something and it's been covered by like a ton of UK artists uh, up until then including One Direction and the um, the like ukulele brigade or like the ukulele orchestra, orchestra? of Great Britain yeah yeah ridiculous did, did you know that um, Australia was originally founded as a colony for teenage dirtbags I did and actually that's how know the, that. the country got its start and that's probably why the song was so popular there. Like Britain decided to ship all of its teenage dirt bags to uh, the, to a different continent entirely. So, so in 2002, they come out with another album called "Hand Over Your Loved Ones," 
um, which is a terrible name. And uh, yeah. it does not like the, the label just doesn't do anything with it, especially not in the UK where they were more popular than they were in the United States. In fact, but even more so hand over your loved ones because of this dispute that started was never actually released in the United States. And it wouldn't be until a couple of years later when they would release release suck phony, uh, which you can imagine how clever that was. It's a real fushumang of uh, <laughs> 2005. Uh, and, 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 and includes a new track called William McGovern, which yeah. is the guy who ran against Nixon, right? Or like what? Or McGovern ran against uh, uh, George McGovern. Okay, <laughs> like, what a weird turn for the teenage dirtbags to take. Um, they, well, they were taking their civics final. Yeah. In order to, they had to pass the Constitution <laughs> class in order to graduate so, school. Like, man, teacher says it's easy to remember things if you make them a mnemonic device. So, <laughs> so, wrote so we wrote a, a song, song about, about it. I just William McGovern, baby. The primaries are over after tonight. William McGovern ain't gonna give it up without a fight. <laughs> I like that he's still got all the votes. <laughs> so you know, let's do a quick what you googling and find out the lyrics of William McGovern because I think okay. I, I need to know. I'm kind of curious as to what this song is about. I'll let you let you continue doing that. The uh, and while while you're doing that, I'm gonna give you a real quick elevator pitch. Gary and Brayden. Oh, please do. All right, Brayden. On the pitch, we talk a lot about people who are busy all the time. But mm-hmm. one classification of people that we never pay attention to are impresarios. Um, impresarios are the busiest people. They have to run an entire opera. They're running around. And who has time to eat when you're doing that? Not you. I, no, no. Uh, that seems like it's super busy. So that's why we're going to introduce the crumber bun. The crumber bun is a uh-huh. crumber bun with pockets that face up that catch all of the food from around you for breakfast. So uh-huh. then at later for lunch, whenever you get a chance, you just pour it all into a, kind of like a soup or a slaw. Because with yeah. the crumber bun, it, it makes sure you're fed when your only meal of the day is a happy snack accident. Here's, here's what I, I love about this. One, I'm very busy. Two, I like being dressed up. Three, I have excess ice packs in my house, which I could then use in my crumber bun to not only keep my torso cool, but also keep my food um, fresh. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to eat rotten food from the crumber bun. I don't. So that's this the crumber is bun. That's the elevator pitch. I yep. love it. Done and done. Pitch is coming back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> not coming back. Okay. <laughs> it's a company that's coming back. Oh, yes. Yes, of course. Uh, well, now that we got rid of that teenage dirtbag, Gene Teeman. <laughs> yeah, he's just a teenage. Okay, so William McGovern, here are some lyrics. I'll read the first, uh, I think it's the first verse in the chorus. Here we are, trying to locate the rainbow stream. There I go, over and under again. He thinks he knows where I am without seeing me. And there I stand in the shadow. Where I am. He casts behind, and I am ready, holding the man. You'll need, you'll need, and he tries not to rise again. This is the story of William McGovern. He lives undercover. Come rise, come fall. <laughs> there's a 
There's a reference in here. I remember Led Zeppelin two in your living room, which makes me think that this is probably. Uh, oh, here we go. Here we, we have one comment here that says, "I think this song is about his father, who he didn't see growing up, and has really affected his father after a while." That doesn't. Wait, make his any father sense. is what called him and his is, is what called him and his brother Weezus. <laughs> He's done what's called him. <laughs> his father was the one what called him it. William McGovern ain't the guy who done weirdest him. <laughs> no. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, the, I could see that with uh, the Led Zeppelin 2 thing, though, because uh, Weedus has a weird uh, trans-decade, trans-time fascination with music. Because, like, mm. the big unifying factor of Teenage Dirtbags in the video is uh, how much they like Iron Maiden. Yeah. like So they're yeah. not like Teenage Dirtbags from the 90s who would like Weedus. They're like teenage dirtbags from the 70s and 80s who would like Iron Maiden. Well, yeah, and that's evidenced by the fact that everyone in the band is at least 40 in that video. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like now they're like almost as old as Bob Dylan. Yeah, they, like now, they're really pushing Dylan. <laughs> yeah, they're getting up to, to Dylan age. Yeah. Um, yeah, pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, so, the, so the video, video he, he, uh, he avoids getting beat up by the guy, and he goes to prom, and there's he, through no action of his own, the girl just magically likes him and brings him tickets to Iron Maiden. She, and she knows she sing, who he is. She she knows exactly who he is. The part where she starts singing is really hard for me to listen to. It, like, it's that, really cringy. Uh, did you know that Brendan B. Brown did that part as well? No. Yeah, <laughs> like, that, that's, uh, yeah that's, his, that's his voice, my friend. That's his falsetto. Yeah. There. Yeah, it's really I hard. Two tickets for Iron Maiden, baby. When she's walking forward, like ghostly floating forward with her yeah. like, weird alien eyes and like that I think voice. She is, is, really is she actually walking or is she like getting pushed on a dolly? Yeah, she's, like on, a, she's on a series of skateboards. Okay. There, there's a series of <laughs> well, logs in front of Yeah. <laughs> Everything was still gnarly and wicked. Yeah, there's the skateboard technology. So they're just kind of pushing her forward. She um, just it's really grind. Yeah. yeah it is a, it's real creepy. And before they can have all these teenage dirt babies, like that's when the jock shoots, presumably shoots the thing and makes him wake up on the stairs. Shoots a disco ball, smashes yeah. him awake. Yeah, yeah. And he smashes awake and he wakes up and his neck is sore. And uh, But there's an alternative version where it's not a dream and it's all real. I don't know if I've seen the alternate version, man. I haven't seen it either. I only heard about it. Okay. <laughs> Some tell the legend. <laughs> tell the legend. Well, that's you know that's part of the problem with uh, you know information that no one wants to like archive. <laughs> <laughs> There's no reason to remember. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be yeah. amazed how simple it is to find anything about Dead at Twenty One. It's like the only TV show that's not on YouTube. <laughs> Well, uh, I mean, we've we've talked about this in private, so maybe we shouldn't talk about it on the show. But after the Dead at Twenty One recaps are done, it's going to be MTV's Undressed. Yeah, yeah. So look forward <laughs> to that next year. Yeah. Um, this, this has been a fun episode of uh, Teaser Back. Um, you know, so if you if you like the show, you can go on iTunes, rating and review it, read it or review it. Um, you can check out the video. And uh, this comes out every two weeks, as you know. We'll be back in two weeks with another uh, song. But, uh, you know, as much as it's been really fun, it's been really great. I feel like this has been a really great episode. It has. I gotta say, you ain't seen nothing yet. Yeah. Okay, uh, everybody knows it's time for the end of home. And Gary, I will be right back because I have to find the notebook where it is. To thee I bequeath 
relief from beneath the soil, a sword removed from its sheath an onion. A ship full to the brim, times grim, for you, for him, hungry, lonely, the light of life gravely dim, an onion. See, I wore around my neck a speck to check my pride, my crime, at your call and beck, an onion. This night shall stand, this land I will band together, the fingers from my hand for an onion. Very good. Thank you. That Thank was, you, uh, everyone. Yeah, that, that that poem, if you didn't know, was about a uh, uh, character from Game of Thrones. So there you go. Hmm. Now you know the rest of the story. And this has been Teenage Dirtbag. Come back next week or two or weeks. Or next time. Two yeah, weeks. next time. Uh, but in the meantime, check out our show, rate and review it uh, on iTunes. <laughs> we did that before. We did that. Oh, you did? The, yeah, we did. Oh. No, we did before the Onion, before the no, because it's it's always yeah. I said rate and review the show. Oh, did you on, okay. on iTunes? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, and then because it, <laughs> uh, it's okay. Well, that's fine. Then yeah. we this whole part gets cut. <laughs>